This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, an update on military vaccine mandate compliance. A bill included in the NDAA would give benefits to the families of foreign service workers. And what kind of threat is the Smithsonian facing from global warming? These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Marine Corps says it has fired more than 100 of its service members for refusing to get the COVID-19 shot. The move comes as about 20,000 troops in all of the military services still are not fully compliant with the mandate to get vaccinated. The Army says it also handed down 2,700 reprimands for failing to obey the order. Earlier this week, the Air Force discharged 27 of its troops. Meanwhile, five more states are challenging the Defense Department's vaccine mandate. Federal News Network Scott Massioni has more on that. Republican governors of Wyoming, Iowa, Nebraska, Wyoming, and Mississippi are challenging the Pentagon's mandate for National Guard members to get the COVID-19 vaccine. The states join Oklahoma in trying to dodge the order from the Defense Department requiring the shot. The governors claim they have jurisdiction over members of the National Guard since they're able to call them up for civilian efforts. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby says DOD will respond to the letter sent by the governors. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin already reiterated to the Oklahoma governor that the National Guard members must be vaccinated. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. President Biden nominates Frank Calvelli as the lead for Space Force acquisitions. Calvelli is a senior leader at Booz Allen Hamilton's National Security Program, where he focuses on space issues. Calvelli previously served as the principal deputy director of the National Reconnaissance Office, focusing on satellite and ground system acquisition. The spouses and children of Foreign Service employees will now get many of the same services the Defense Department gives to military families. The Foreign Service Families Act, which passed as part of the 2022 National Defense Authorization Act, would expand telework opportunities for Foreign Service family members and allow them to continue to work at federal civilian jobs while overseas. It would allow the State Department to make space available in its facilities for outside entities to provide career services. It would also allow family members overseas to more easily terminate leases on their homes and cars before heading overseas. The State Department expects its long-awaited online passport renewal system to be available by next fall. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has the details. A State Department official says the agency is piloting an online passport renewal system with government employees and contractors before opening it to the public. The pilot will help the agency test functionality and ensure everything operates as designed before it rolls this capability out to the public in fall 2022. President Joe Biden specifically directed the State Department to launch an online passport renewal capability that doesn't require any physical documents to be mailed as part of the executive order on federal customer experience he signed Monday. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Three senior Republican senators are calling on the Government Accountability Office to look into whether federal contractors are using the E-Verify tool for employees. Senators Rob Portman, Chuck Grassley, and James Lankford wrote to the Comptroller General asking whether agencies are consistently adding the requirement to use E-Verify to contracts to ensure employees are citizens. The lawmakers say there has not been any public-facing report reviewing compliance by contractors, nor any punishments for non-compliance since the E-Verify rule took effect in 2009. 
U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services says it made some big strides this year. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. USCIS says the transition to a fully digital filing and adjudication experience continues to be a top priority. The number of my USCIS accounts grew by 48% to 9 million in fiscal year 2021. The agency also processed about 1.2 million applications online in FY21, and it added two additional forms for electronic filing last year. USCIS also says its fiscal health improved in 2021 after budget shortfalls nearly led to thousands of furloughs in 2020. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The White House Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs outlines actions for agencies to address public health, the economy, climate change, and advance equity. The Unified Regulatory Agenda and Regulatory Plan contains blueprints from agencies to deliver on the president's management agenda. Examples include the Transportation Department's plan to minimize the number of hidden airline fees and efforts by Labor, Treasury, and HHS to clarify insurance providers' obligations to cover mental health services. Another regulatory agenda is expected in the spring. Climate change is threatening the Smithsonian Institution's millions of artifacts and dozens of facilities. The 11 museums and galleries on the National Mall alone are at risk of flooding from the nearby Tidal Basin and Potomac River, and temperature fluctuations can damage building electrical and structural integrity. Speaking to lawmakers Thursday, the Smithsonian's facilities director and inspector general said the famed institution, which relies on congressional appropriations for capital projects, has a billion-dollar maintenance backlog that puts museums' climate resiliency at risk. But a new action plan outlines responses to the climate crisis. Bidding for a spot on the CIO SP4 contract are open again. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us why. Contractors vying for an award under the mega IT products and services GWAC called CIO SP4 have the chance to revise their bids. The NIH IT Acquisition Assistance Center, or NITAC, was forced to reopen their procurement after losing a protest at the Government Accountability Office last month. Vendors who already had submitted bids in August can revise their proposals to take into account changes NITAC made to the mentor-protege requirements based on the bid protest decision. The due date for revised bids is January 21st. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. A small business wins a big tech refresh contract at the Defense Department. The Defense Information Systems Agency awarded Competitive Range Solutions a potential five-year, $400 million award. The deal provides for technology refreshment, integration, and transition to operations activities for the DoD Information Network. Competitive Range Solutions is based out of Chicago and registered as a small business. Its proposal beat out four other offers. Time to speak your mind on this crucial federal website or forever hold your peace. Federal News Network's Tom Temin explains. The General Services Administration opens the final beta version of its acquisition.gov site. The site acts as a portal for federal acquisition people to look up regulations, access networks of policymakers, and weigh in on proposed new rules. GSA says it's looking for feedback on how it presents contents and generally navigates, adding the agency hopes the new acquisition.gov is vastly better than the old one. Tom Temin, Federal News Network. The Partnership for Public Service has a new initiative that will support 400 undergraduate and graduate students with paid internships in the federal government. Students will work at either the Commerce or Transportation Departments over the next two summers. They'll work at their agencies for 10 to 12 weeks and get a $4,000 stipend. Former Google CEO Eric Schmidt is supporting the program financially through his philanthropic initiative. Applications are open for students through January 14th. The partnership will provide orientation and professional development opportunities for the interns. 
and another round of early retirement offers for Social Security Administration employees. More from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. About 6,800 employees are eligible for the offer. SSA says so far 175 employees, or just 2% of those eligible, have accepted the offers. The early retirement offers come with no cash incentives. Employees must leave the agency by the end of the year. SSA has offered early retirements to its workforce several times in recent years. The agency says it gives SSA an opportunity to restructure the workforce. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.